Ozone. Welcome to the Ozone Podcast, presented by ViStar Credit Union, with Jaguar's senior writer, John Osher. All right, welcome into this week's Ozone Podcast, and I have to tell a story first. Um, the first time, two or three years ago, when I had this guest, PR, David Wolf, came to me and said, hey, we're going to get you this guy, and I was like, eh, well, all right, I, I don't know him that well, but we'll see. In three years since, I have to be honest, he has turned into my favorite guest on the Ozone Podcast. I always look forward to talking to him. Dewan Smoot, I appreciate you joining us, and I cannot wait to talk to you today. I appreciate you for inviting me on again. I mean, <laughs> I've kind of stumbled up. You, you don't feel the same guest. way. You don't feel the same way, do you? I'm not the favorite interviewer. Right oh, no, You'd you rather have Ashlyn, Brian, somebody yeah. like that. Every so. time we come on here, we always have a good time. <laughs> it really so is. I think we did it during COVID the first year. So, I think we did it during COVID the first year. So, yeah. uh, first of all, Family, life, everything good? Yeah, everything's great. I mean, family, I mean, that's that's the number one thing in mm-hmm. my life. It's, it's great right now. Everything's going really well, family side, for sure. And have you, uh, have you been struck? Because there was obviously the huge news when you played doctor with the delivery. Have you been struck by how much people remember that story and reach out and sort of feel like they know you, I'll bet, sometimes when they talk to you publicly. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really shocked. I mean, they know my wife when they know me. Right. I mean, they, they just know her as, like, the hero woman that uh, delivered the baby in <laughs> 30 minutes. Uh, but, yeah, I'm just I'm still shocked. We just did an update story a couple of weeks ago for, like, the year anniversary for mm-hmm. my, you know, my daughter. She just turned a year now, walking around, talking and stuff now. So, yeah. That will be fantastic. When she's older, to be able to share that story with her will be unbelievable. I can show her on multiple different channels, <laughs> her birth story. You were a celebrity, probably bigger celebrity than her dad, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, tell me about this team. You've been around as long as anybody except for uh, Shatley and by, and by, I guess, a day or two, Cam. Mm-hmm. Um, so give me your perspective on this team, on uh, where it is, and, and sort of what your message is to him as a vet right now. Um, we just got to stay together. I mean, it's, it's been a whole bunch of ups and downs this year, but the one thing that that's been consistent is we've been in every single one of these games. We've either lost by three points or less than a touchdown. I mean, that that's different from any other year. I mean, usually whenever we're down, we kind of give up Mm -hmm. and we don't really know where we're at, but I feel like we have, we have a lot to look forward to. I mean, as long as we're able to finish the games, you know, that, that we're playing in and, uh, actually, win a couple more you know i feel like we'll, we'll be in a good place that's a real thing and i mean i think we've talked about it so much in the media that fans sort of zone out on it when you say hey they've been close they've had close games but as players you guys can feel that that these are all six games all six losses not just close scores but my guess is it feels to you guys after games of and that was one that got away and it hasn't been like that in the past. Yeah, it hasn't. I mean, it's it's been a lot of it's been a roller coaster the last six years. I mean, been through three different coaching changes mm-hmm. and all the different things, all the uh, turmoil. But this year, I feel like it's a lot of positive. Right. It's a lot of good things going. And uh, you mentioned it. Um, we talked a lot in the off season about the culture change around here. Even with the record, are you still feeling that? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the culture change has been since day one. Since since uh, Doug came in, he he really instilled that in us immediately like we had to come out and win and the way we practice too like we practice hard we make sure that we're preparing to win each week and that's the thing that was uh that he kept saying we had to prepare to win from monday through friday we have to prepare mm-hmm. i mean and, and that's that's something that's been different from other coaches for sure i always said that uh coach is okay as long as they're hearing his message and it really seems like you guys hear what he's saying and uh, buy into 
the direction, uh, whatever word I'm getting at, but what he wants you guys buy into. Yeah, yeah, we definitely. I feel like we've we've all bought it, bought in, and I mean it shows on the, on the field as well too. We just got to be able to figure out how to win. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. I mean, we have to learn how to win, and you know, take advantage of the opportunities that are in front of us. What does that mean? Learn how to win. Yeah. I would definitely say just uh, in critical situations, being able to, you know, win those critical situations. Mm-hmm. Two or three plays where, you know, maybe like a fourth down, we have to win that. Like fourth and one, we have to win that. Or, you know, maybe we, you know, kick a field goal instead of right. going go forward or fourth down. Just the little things that we can, you know, be better at. You've seen some stuff in the NFL. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Six year. I mean, it, it's uh, it's funny to be talking to somebody who's in a sixth year as the season vet, but you are. Would Smoot 2017, believe the stories you told them now? No, definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> I mean, Smoot 2017 was just a little curly-headed boy, just didn't know what was going on, <laughs> kind of just trying to figure it out, you know, in front of a bunch of all pros like Malik and uh, Calais. I mean, I, I had no idea what my career was going to be, sure. but, you know, kind of just makeshift in my own career, makeshift in my own way in the NFL, and it's been good. Sure. A couple questions on those lines. As the vet – You've seen so many guys come through. And I was thinking a second ago, do you even bother meeting everybody now? Or are you just like, okay, once he's been here a couple of months, I'll get to know this cat? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it kind of depends on the person. I mean, I know with Trayvon, when he first came in, we, and we hit it off. Sure. I mean, I kind of caught him my, my, my rookie as well, okay. too. We've really hit it off and kind of took him under my wing and kind of, you know, introduced him to everything. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, usually whenever guys come in, I'm usually a laid-back kind right. of guy. I don't necessarily go and be like, hey, you know, and be that guy that usually come to me. So, Could you come close to naming every defensive line not teammate you've had? Yeah, definitely. I'm not going to ask you to. Yeah, I, I feel like I sure definitely can. Like, especially across the defensive line, like, I usually know everyone. You guys get sure. tight, so that yeah, makes sense. Very tight. Um, was there ever a time, and uh, we've talked about it in this podcast before, Tough times for you in 17, 18, even into 19 a little bit, um, maybe more 18. Was there ever a time during all that where you wondered if you were going to make it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would say going into my third year, okay. it was uh, a questionable. I mean, I, was, I think it was it was like after the last preseason mm-hmm. game, and it was a lot of – uh, a lot of things in the media, like, is he going to make it? Is, sure. he, is he not going to make it? I was on the bubble. You know, I didn't really know what my career was going to hold. But, um, I mean, I had some good vets around me to kind of keep me on, on a straight and narrow, you mm-hmm. know, and I, I kind of figured it out, figured out my place on, on third down, and I just ran with it. And I was going to ask you what great. changed in that because since then, believe it or not, since then when the light sort of came on, mm-hmm. that's the phrase you want to use, no Jaguar since then has more sacks than you. Which, <laughs> which is, you know, it hasn't been 15 sacks a year, but it's been six and five. And this year you're on pace for six or seven solid numbers. Um, what changed? How were you able to sort of become a guy who really wouldn't get on the field to being very consistent? Even if you're not getting sacks, you're getting pressure, you're there, you're making plays. I would say uh, my, off-season, my off-season training, it, that definitely changed and how serious I took the game with, uh, you know, the birth of my son as well, too. Mm-hmm. How serious I took everything at that point. I, um completely figured out my regimen of how to, you know, train as an NFL player. And with the help of uh, Jason Smith here at Rise and Grind mm-hmm. in, in town, right. Orange Park, um, we really we, we created a, a little system, and it's it's helped out, you know. We've kept, we've kept that six-sack, you know, right. mark, and we've been trying to meet that each year. Now, this year, and you're getting six twice and uh, five and a half once. I'm sure you know the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, 6.5 this year? Is that, I mean, obviously bigger than that, but 
is that something that you think about or uh that's a benchmark i mean okay. it's all, all, i'm always minimal six sacks but gotcha. I, I mean that that was my best year i'm trying to beat my best you know so each year i'm trying to just make that and then anything else is just cherry like you know icing on top yeah now the stat i just gave you will you uh you use that on josh allen that you've got more sacks in the last three years <laughs> i'm definitely gonna use that now <laughs> <laughs> it's uh what i think we talked the first time we talked um about what Jacksonville has uh, come to mean to you. And you've been pretty public about uh, loving the city, loving the area. Uh, in six years, what has the city come to mean to you in terms of community? Because you're a guy they've really embraced. Yeah, uh, I definitely feel like it's it's just the community part of it. I mean, it's such a big opportunity here in Jacksonville to build, you know. I mean, like you can see in the downtown, is building mm-hmm. every, they're building new things every day. And, you know, over there where I live, near like San Marcos, St. Nicholas as well, too, mm-hmm. like we've really invested into the community, me and my wife. We bought our house. You know, we have businesses here. We have our own daycare here as well, too, that we're okay. building. So, I mean, it's really become like like home for me. I mean, I don't see myself leaving. I don't know. I don't want always to said once guys start uh, figuring out that you can live in San Marco and Riverside, yeah. too, that's when you know you've been around a while. Because usually they all go out to the beach. They go out to, uh, you know, uh, the newer places. But you're an old school guy like me, right? Yeah, it's it's okay. it's a lot of hidden gems they, they really don't know about in San Marco. You can get a big place on the water yeah. <laughs> for I little to nothing. <laughs> back in the day, in the mid-'90s, I lived in San Marco. Mm-hmm. I can no longer afford it because I don't play in the NFL. But that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Obviously, you see yourself uh, staying here after football. How long do you want to play? Are you reaching that point, or am I asking that question way too soon? I feel like it's it's a little too soon right now. I know I've talked, you know, I've spoken with my wife about it as well too. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I'm going for the ten year mark, but you never know. I might go farther than that. Sure, we'll see. Are you a better player now? I mean, obviously, you were a better player now than when you were a rookie. Mm-hmm. But where are you better, and how have you matured? I guess I, I would say my um, my patience with the game. I mean, just letting things come to me instead of me chasing. Um, me knowing when and where to pick my spots, you know, especially inside, being a rush more inside. I know that, you know, guards are usually not – they don't usually expect this mismatch mm-hmm. inside, and I'm a little bit faster. You know, I'm able to use my hands down there, and I'm able to kind of take advantage of those things. And, you know, me rushing on the outside as well too, I'm able to do both, you know. I feel like I've, I've gotten better in both for sure. And a couple of final questions, one on Trayvon, one on the defensive line room. But you mentioned being close to Trayvon. Uh, what have you tried to be to him in terms of a mentor, in terms of a guide? Uh, I guess tell me about that relationship. Well, first I tried to be his realtor. Okay, <laughs> he, <all right>. <laughs> he was asking around like where to live and okay. things like that, trying to tell him all about you. San Marco and everything like that. But I've just tried to be, you know, the shoulder to lean on, you know, if there's anything that he needs, you know, any any problem that he has, you know, someone to talk to. But more than anything, just trying to help him with the game as well, too, trying to help him with his hand placement and things like that, the speed of the game and, you know, how, how things change and how long the mm-hmm. season is. I mean, I'll, and also how to take care of your body. You know, the season's very long, and for a rookie, it feels like forever. And so. it's unbelievable at y'all's position. I, I've always, back in the day, in 95 and 96, we were talking to Lagerman about this, how different the game is in the NFL in terms of what you guys have to do with your hands and in terms of techniques. Mm-hmm. Most rookies have no clue what you have to do in terms of fundamentals 
with hands and with moves, do they? No, it's it's hard. I mean, yeah. it's very hard. It's it's kind of like one of those things you don't figure out until your second or third mm-hmm. year. But it's, everything just has to be on time. Like you have to throw your move on your third or second step, depending on who you're going against, and that comes with film study as well, too. And that's so, all the difference in the world. It makes all the difference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, tell me about the defensive line room. Uh, it seems like a room that is gelling, and I guess with Arden being around, a room with some personality, right? Yeah, definitely. Arden is a character. He kind of he's the glue that kind of keeps us all together. Um, I mean, we we eat eat lunch together. We do everything together. Me, Josh, Trayvon, and Arden as well. You know, we just we just kind of gelled immediately from day one, and you know, we're just building on a relationship every day. Final general question: uh, mindset of this team going forward. Where do you feel like you're at? Uh. I mean, I feel like this cliche listening to uh, Trevor early today. We're, we're just we we have everything in front of us. Mm-hmm. Literally, we have everything in front of us. Just with the AFC, we see people only have three or four wins, you know, except for the outliers. People have six, but we're we're right there. I mean, we have we have a lot a lot of things in front of us in our division. We're still third in our division despite our six losses. So, I feel like if we turn it around now, I mean, we can be in a playoff run before we know. It. Final thing, I'm sure you know what's coming: the Ozone Five. The Ozone Five. 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 Five uh, quick questions. Uh, have some fun with you. Now, a year later, what's your last binge watch? My last binge watch. Huh, what was it? Um, Atlanta. Actually, me and my wife have been watching Atlanta okay. a lot now. Um, is it like all five? No, I uh, okay. I'm not sure I've asked this before. What's the best binge watch? The best binge watch. Yeah, the one you like the most. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, power. I would say. Yeah, I will go. I'm, I'm gonna go with power. I'm okay. Go with power. Yes. All right. The last song you listened to this morning on the way in. Last song. Hmm. What was it? It was an Earth, Wind, and Fire song. What was it? Old school. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Old school. <laughs> oh, I like that. Uh, what uh, sport would you have played? Had you not played football. Track. I would have ran track. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was actually really good at track. What was your event? Uh, 400 hurdles, 110 hurdles, and shot putting this. That's athletic. Yeah. Hey, you had to be, okay, I got you. <laughs> I got you. Uh, what other career do you think you'll try, or would you have liked to have tried in football? Um, I think that for me, I'm really investing into real estate. Okay. So I mean, I feel like if I wouldn't have went, as long as Trayvon football, comes around, right? yeah, as long as it comes around. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if if I would never went to the NFL, I would have definitely got my real estate license and try to you know create my own firm, my own brokerage as okay. well too. So, what's your favorite NFL play you ever made? Favorite NFL play? Uh, who was it against? Hmm. I would say it was my actually my first my first sack against Marcus Mariota. Okay. I got spit back, came back uh, and yeah. <laughs> chased him down. That's right. Yeah. So. Now, did you chase him down? Did you have an edge on him? No, actually, 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 I came came back, uh, spent spent back on the guard, and he tried to run out of there. That's right, that's right. Yeah, got his heel. So. Right, Juan, <laughs> I always enjoy this. I can't thank you enough for taking the time. I know it's busy during the season, but thank you for joining the Ozone Podcast once again. And thank you for bringing me on. Sure.